the things that we participate in. You know, you can in the gaming industry, you know, uh, gun violence is one of the things that they go to when it comes down to the bang bang shoot 'em up. Uh, there's one particular game, and I'm not don't. I'm just talking about the game. I'm not saying that anything about that game. I'm just saying there's one called Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. To me, it kind of puts a mindset out there that this is okay and that you're winning when you do these violent things. And to me, I think all of that, along with the, you said, the entertainment industry, these guys that they think they're glamorizing, um, that's living this life, these guys are four deep on bodyguards. Evening. I'm Sandy Powell from the Roundtable, and welcome to this segment. Uh, I have today Officer Pruder here with me today, and uh, the topic is such a a needed topic. Uh, it's kind of the elephant in the room. I think we're being um, it's being hit or touched on many platforms, uh, but we also have to uh, realize that it's along with the pandemic. You know. This this thing that's happening in our city of Columbus and not and I'm finding out not just in Columbus, but just gun violence. Um, I wanted to touch it on the roundtable. I, I needed to have someone here that could talk to us and that could talk to our youth and our young people, because that's kind of my geared audience today uh, on things that they can do in this time where gun violence is just on the rise. And so, Officer Pruder, thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time, taking the time out of your schedule, getting in full gear to come and talk to us today. I appreciate it. Anytime I'm always available to bring some insight, especially when it comes down to the... Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't have to really kind of set it up. It's set up across the country. It's set up... Um, gun violence is on the rise. Um, we in the uh, in the city of Columbus, we're at 48 that I last counted. We're at 48 gunshot victims uh, that have that have perished. And our young and their majority are young people. Um, what is happening what, what, from your perspective? What's happening? What we have going on now, what I've seen. I've observed lately is that nobody fights. We was growing up, everybody we fought. The end of it, we were right. friends. Right now, it's cool to have a gun, so easy. To, and instead of us fighting, shoot you. Right. Want to read you of my problem that quickly? And kids, they are kids. They don't have any respect for. Right. And it's cool to be in the gang. It's um, it's all the lifestyle is portrayed through entertainment. Yeah. And what they don't realize is that these are not the lives that these entertainers live. Some of them did grow up that way, but the vast majority of them did. 
not. Mm-hmm. It's just glamorized payment. And so they think since their favorite artists or entertainment, that's what they do. That's what they do. They're going to do it. Right. And the older generation, the mid-20s, early 30s, they use the younger generation because they won't get in trouble as much as they would. So they put the guns in their hand. The, you, 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 made, uh, you made a lot of statements there, and I'm going to dig in some of it. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to the part where they have no regard for life. I think a lot of times uh, the things that we participate in, you know, you can in the gaming industry, you know, uh, gun violence is one of the things that they go to when it comes down to the bang, bang, shoot them up. Uh, there's one particular game and I'm not don't I'm just talking about the game. I'm not saying that anything about that game. I'm just saying there's one called uh, um, what is it? Theft, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Um, to me, it kind of puts a mindset out there that this is OK and that you're winning when you do these violent things. And to me, I think all of that, along with the, you said the entertainment industry, these guys that they think they're glamorizing, um, that's living this life. These guys are four deep on bodyguards and <laughs> they, you know, they living in the high rise and, they, and, 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 and they're not in the streets like that. They get in their cars and you know, they got uh, somebody chauffeuring them. And so they're not living this life that these guys are on the street are glamorizing and they're, uh, trying to mimic this. And even right. with the money part, you know, I've seen it on Facebook where they got their, this money spread out. It ain't their money. Can you speak then? Yeah. So you brought up a great game. That game has actually been a topic of discussion since it came out many years ago. And I hear kids talking about real life GTA all the time. And you know, when you go and rob a bank or you go somebody get chased by the cops, and if you do die, you just come back to life. So all these games where you kill somebody and you die, three seconds later you're back to life. So it's desensitizing violence. So like you get to get three more lives. So when you right, out there right. in the streets with this, uh, and I and I have to give teenagers this this uh, room because they're they're unable in their mind they're not developed for long down the road consequences. Great point. Uh, one thing, since I work with a lot of the through training, I've learned that, you know, the frontal lobe, the prefrontal cortex, it's not developed. As an adult, that's what we think with our prefrontal cortex. <laughs> Teenagers still have, think with the emotional part of the brain. It's right. all emotional. So when they make a decision, it's rash, it's all over the place because that's how they think. They don't think logically at this age. Exactly. So, and so when they get to fighting, like we used to do when I was a kid, we just, we rolled around in the ground and we fought, you know, you know, every now and then get the trash can, you know, so, you know right. hit, hit the trash can. But, you know, you know, you got up from the trash can hit, you know. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, you know, when they pull the trigger, yeah. it's it. It's, it's, it's life or maiming right. that's going on. And, 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 and and then I think even that after a while in the street, you become even more desensitized, you know, when it comes down to that. Because I think there's something to your mental psyche that happens when there's a taking of life in order to cope. It's got to be something else that goes in a deeper way. But that's psychology. And I can't get into that. But I'm just saying the desensitizing of life and death 
happens in, in our young people today. Right. Yeah, in Columbus, have all these what's called hybrid gangs developing. Tell us what place. that is, a hybrid gang. A hybrid gang, you know, you have your bases, Bloods, Crips, those are the two most glorious gangs you know. But then you have gangs that uh, have formulated little small little sets, like you have... Um, Without calling their names, just describe what they are. All the gangs who take traits from this gang and this gang and that gang and put it together to make their own. They have no affiliation with other gangs, but they've just taken pieces from them. They've taken parts of their book, their rules of conduct. And they see these kids are smart. They're smart enough to put these things together. They're smart enough to come together and say, This is what we do. And they go and they. But there's always called an older person that influences them into the violence. And that's what that's why I see all these 16 year olds being murdered. 12 year olds, high school age kids is being murdered because it's, that's who's doing all the violence. Right. So do you think that the hybrid gang is also a way for these young people to not really run with the big dogs, but still get to go out and do what they feel like is uh, gang banging. Yeah, because they can't, because they can't survive in a real gang. No, I, I was thinking that could be it because uh, I would think that the reason why they may be coming up with this is because they know that if you get in with the with the the, the real McCoy, it's going to be a lot more required. It's, it's a lot different. Yes, it's a it's whole a different, different kind of run. Um, I, I know with the uh, the young people in school. Um, because they, th- these kids are going to school, the, the, these, uh, hybrid gang members or gang members from these other, uh, sex are also going to school. So our kids and you, this is what, you know, what you do, you know, you're there, you're on the ground with our children in school. And so talk to me about how our kids who are not affiliated how were, you know, what's the run for them on a normal day? Well, really depends on your school. Um, I have got to deal with my, my students. Once I recognize my gang members, we have a conversation. And they know not to bring that stuff to my school. My saying is, if you make me do my job, I'm going to do my job to the fullest end of the law. And I have a Develop a relationship over the years with my students that they know something's going on. They know they can come to me. They know to be anonymous, and they know I handle the issue. Right. And so I haven't had any gang-related in my area. Now, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but they are. They, and they, this, they, this, they, they let's just make, say they, they do don't make good decisions. Okay, that's because I know mothers just <laughs> cringing over there. They will bring things to school. They <laughs> they will bring a weapon. They will bring drugs. And if you don't have that relationship, you never know about it. Somebody will get. Somebody will take something. Possible. Dealt with. Have those relationships? They'll come to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've I've let my students know that this whole no snitching thing, not true. It is the it is the enemy's one of the enemy's biggest. 
tools he used to keep kids in danger and and, and to uh to not be able to safe safeguard these children. I've been I've seen plenty of interviews. It's real heavy. They start telling, telling everybody, everything, name names. So don't think that somebody won't tell on you. Right. So once I've gotten certain to understand these type of things, like, okay, I can talk to you. Right. I know with uh, the, with us coming up, it was, you know, it was it's always been that, you know, snitching has always been uncool. But it's only uh, been made to be a, a major thing from the people who are really th- that's causing the threat. Uh, but I always tell people banding together in larger numbers against the one who doesn't want you to snitch, you become the more powerful one. Right. And so don't tell on them because they yeah. don't want to do the time. Right. But they get hemmed up. They're going to tell on you. Exactly. Because they don't want to do, the do everybody <laughs> at some point in order to not take the fall hard becomes a snitch, don't it? Yes. Yes. And, and it's th- very few that will keep their mouth shut and do the time for somebody else. Right. But they know that when they get out, they'll be taken care of. These are the kids. Nobody's taking care of. You're not in the life, that lifestyle. Like You're in a small little made-up game. You're not significant enough. No. In any form, you're not bringing in. First of all, you're not bringing in that kind of revenue for them to feel like they got to take care of you in that mm-hmm. way. So you just be what I call the fall guy. Right. And so they, what they think they're on such a high pedestal. I'm in the gang. I'm in such. Dang, a brotherhood. I'm this and that, mm-hmm. and I got the, all these different kind of guns. I did, but go mess with a real gang. Stomp on you like like an ant, right? And, but these the mindset of the youth have now is real violent, real violence. And, and I know uh, it's a it's big in the streets. Um, money, money, and having things having the latest of fashions and stuff like that is a lot of uh, motivation for some of the young people to be in these uh, affiliations. Uh, they want to have money card clothes mm-hmm. and they want right. to be, they want to be recognized as a, a, you know, a heavy hitter, you right. know, a baller or so right. to speak. I don't know what they call themselves nowadays. Am I in that part? It's, it's still relevant. <laughs> Everybody trying to secure the what? Trying to secure their bag. And so that that's the motivation behind a lot of it, even from the older generation. Oh, I call OGs moving these young people. It's all about money. Right. And at the end of the day, if you get between me and my money, you got to go. Yeah. And so a lot of times the violence is the. Do you think or feel as though a lot of the violence that we're experiencing in Columbus, Georgia right now is retaliation between rivals? Yes, it is. Even going back to my police, it was always the. I know who did it. I go take care of. It. But it's just a domino effect. They kill one of yours. You go kill one of theirs. They turn around, and kill another one of yours. Keep going back and forth, mm-hmm. and it'll never stop because they people. Mm-hmm. And so you got. It's just basically retaliation back and forth, back and forth. Fighting over different territory. Territory that they don't own. Right. Now, that's the part. I think my husband brought that out a while ago, and I just thought about it. It made a whole lot of sense. You know, for the most part, it's, it's you know, a, a rental property. And 
You don't even own the territory. You don't own the land that you're fighting and dying over. It's not like somebody came on your farm, came on your, you know, on your uh, estate. And now you're protecting or guarding it. This is somebody else that you could be living six months, a year from now at another location. You're dying and fighting for this location today, uh, this territorial uh, for property that you don't own. Gets down again to money. Gets down again to our kids, uh, which is the thought I had back going to the to schools. The kids that are not involved in this, the kids that are just trying to go to school. They're caught in the crossfire. Right. Um, most of our schools, it has not affected the learning environment. Because mm-hmm. we, we've done a great job identifying the players and having those conversations. And uh, most of the time when you talk to them, they'll say, ain't going to bring it up. Now, when the bell rings, start walking home, now, it may happen. Little ways down the street may happen in the parking lot. Or sometimes they do get caught up in the hallway. But most of the time, it's not brought to the school. Wow. And it's because officers are in the schools? We're there. You have a a presence. And they know that you're right on top of them. Right. Now, what about, I've heard that there is recruitment that happens in school. Forced recruitment. I've heard young people talk to me about how they were being pressured to be affiliated with one or the other for protection. Yes. Um, can't weed it out. Uh, but Not 100%. When, no. When there's still whispers in the hallways, hey, this, you know, like I say, gang members go to school. Right. And they, their job is to, the bigger your gang is, the better you look. So, where's my, what's my source? Schoolhouse. So, if I know you're going to be a I know we need X amount of people. Right. I'm going to, certain, certain games are tied to certain schools. And so, and you know, we can't just say, okay, well, I know you're a known game member. You got to get out of school because they're have a right to education. Right. So, but you just have to know who they are. Got to have that understanding. They, they don't always, because they're more concerned about the, Building their, building their own mm-hmm. stuff versus what the school is really meant to be. So we just have to try to keep those kids that are good kids, good kids. Know who your vulnerable kids are. But let me ask this question, though, because, because when they feel the pressure from this, you know, this is the part. And I remember back in, in school, you know, you had bullies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it's just hard to be safeguarded against bullies. Right. Because unless the teacher is going to hold your hand all the way through life in school or, you know, from from the classroom to your home, you know, you got to walk home. You know, back in our day, we walked home, you know, but nowadays they they ride the bus. But, you know, you got to you got to get home. And this is where a lot of the bullying would happen in the from school to home. So what is your recommendation for a child that is feeling the pressure from an affiliation, um, how do they safeguard themselves and who should they go to if they have already told somebody but they're not being heard? Where where would you send them? Yeah, talk to us. Uh, Talking to the principal, admin, I won't get it. So when you say us, you're talking about the police presence. The officer that's at at the school, let let that officer know who it is. 
when it's happening. Um, that way, like, there was a big problem down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, every day after school, it would get right there before you got on South uh, Lumpen. Right. Right there between Eddie and Saturday. So what we started doing, get down there before school let out. Be like five or six of us down there. Just the presence alone, those kids keep walking. Good. And going about their business. And once they realize that, oh, we can do this here. And we, so if that was the only time they saw those kids to the next day, now we can't get to them. Wow. So you have to let us know, let us develop a plan because admin has so much to do. I don't say they don't have time to do it, but they don't have their reason. Right. They can call the kid into the office and send them. They come right back. Right. There's no fear in getting suspended anymore. Right. And especially sometimes because some of these kids are going home to parents who are not parenting. And so they're kind of left on their own anyway. So now they're just kind of like out in the street, uh, unattended, doing even more than what they were doing in school. And that's what draws a lot of these, that lifestyle. I've had no active gang members that was bouncing from house to house. Their mom and dad couldn't take care of them. A relationship with me, knowing who I am and what I do, and I know who they are. But they was playing sports, and I was there. I would talk to them about play they just made that day at school. Had that we built their relationship, and they confided in me, man. I want to get out this life. I've been doing it since I was twelve. I want to get out. How can I get out? Get that scholarship on that plane. Get out of here. That's how you get out. Right. Because just being in the city, uh, and that's just 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 street talk. It being in the city and then talking about walking away from a gang, that's just not going to happen. Not is if it? you're in the real gang. Not not for real, for real, right? I mean, if you want these hybrids, well, they hop gangs like it ain't nothing. That's they hop you, from gang to gang. That's how you know it's not real. Oh, really? So they just go from one gang to another. Then, oh, I don't like y'all no more. I'm gonna go over here with old boys over here. Two and three different gangs at the same time. They run it with three different gangs at the same time. That's how you know. No it's loyalty. Real. No loyalty. So it's about the money. Wow. I don't like y'all today. I'm finna go be with them over here. Cause I'm in my emotions. I'm in my feelings. You don't made me mad. You you with my girl. That kind of thing. I'm. Wow. You know we in a real game. Don't work like that. You in there? I know. It's only one way to get out. Right. It's a whole different kind of get out. Yeah. I, I, got, I got a question from one of our um, uh, audience members, and I wanted to read it to you. Let me get my glasses. I'm almost 60. <laughs> it says here, how do we stay safe when we go out or go to school? Like, what, what are some tips that you have for them uh, going out or, like, having to go to school with all the gun violence that's going on in our city? First thing. Know who you going out with. Know where you're going to be. Always have. Don't just do it secretly. Parents need to know where you're going to be. Don't say I'm going to be here. End up. Mm, that's good. Um, you got to pick and choose. You can't go everywhere. Just can't. And if it's late. Not, not saying you can't get shot in the daytime. Yeah, because we're doing daytime things but now. But if it's late, put yourself on the curfew. It's okay to be home by 10 o'clock. I know your friends may be, be out till midnight. Mm-hmm. 15, 16 years right. old, ain't nothing going on for you at midnight. 
honestly, <laughs> officer, um, I, when it get dark, I want to be home. I do too. Yeah, when it get dark, <laughs> I, I I don't know about anyone else, but uh, I mean, I've I've heard about the 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 in the middle of the day stuff. But my, I, I try to increase my chances of not being involved in stuff by having uh, when like I'm almost like went back old school when when the street light come on. You know, I'm trying to be home. And I think that the young people in this time, the, sometimes you just have to roll with the time. And in this time, doing this, uh, this crazy moment that's happening. Ten o'clock to me is still kind of a. uh <laughs> It's late, um, but we can think about, let's just say, if your kids want to go out to the mm-hmm. football Friday night, you're talking about at least 30 right. before the game is over. But in those, you go on to the game. It, when I was growing up and the, when the fourth quarter started, I was calling my mom let her know the fourth quarter started. She would be here to pick me up when we home. Right. Now you got kids that want to try to walk away from this. Walking away. Right. Get your rides here home. It's too many times, especially the older you get, starting to drive. Let's go meet up at the gas station. Go meet up at this place. That's when things happen. Your school right. just got beat by this school. Y'all are mad and not somebody from the right. world football. Right. I because you have gangs in these Ooh. in these schools that are rivaling. Yes. <sighs> so best things for the Still go out. You can stay time frame. Know who actually know who on with. They say, "Well, I know these. Know what they're affiliated with. Mm-hmm. Know if they do have beef with somebody. If I know you got beef with this person, I, I don't need to be around you. Right? You may be involved in something to get shot. And I was just there. Right? I thought you was cool. Right? Know who you're with at all times, and actually go where you say you're gonna go. Have innocent fun and go home. Right. I know that uh, when when my kids were teenagers, you know, they they tried to run game. You know, this they would go buy a movie ticket at the dollar movie. That was their alibi. But they'd be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, thank God that he was merciful and gracious to them that they never got in any any major harm or anything like that. But this this is not the day and time to be uh, unaccounted for to where even as an adult. I mean, I feel like we as grown, grown folk, we need to tell people where we are. You know, I like I'm going to the, I'm going to this store. I'm going to this store and I'm going here so that you have a, a, a rundown of my my agenda so that if anything was to jump off, you could say, well, she was headed here or she was. Right. That's what me and uh, the reverend do. Right. We give an accountability. It has nothing to do with other than, you know, just making sure we are where we're going to be. And that if there was ever any need, we, we got some we got some history of where we're supposed to be. Right. And young people, I think, need to practice this. Um, and uh, with the social life. And you said something about know who you're hanging out with um, because everybody that you cool with ain't cool. Oh, and know what they name. Yeah. So many times. What's their name? The nickname. What's, mm. their, what's their real name? They don't know it. I don't know. Or they, they do know their first name. Well, what's their last name? I don't know. Find out what their name is because something happens. Hey, I don't know who Pookie is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's too many pookies. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Yeah, and then and then the other thing is is that that's where parental guidance comes in as well because we had to we could only hang out with people. My mother, uh, my you know, said that we could hang out with. We you know there was an accountability there. Um, we we just couldn't. I hate to say it, but some of our friends were chosen by our parents. Right. You know, and I don't I don't have any problem with that. Like if I see there's a child that's just uh, a troubled child, you know, I always try to reach out to troubled children. But if that child has this thing to try to be where they want to be and they don't really want to make a change, so some kids just need a way out. I can't have you hanging around my space because you're going to bring your troubles with you. And I think uh, people who run these gangs and stuff like this need to understand that whatever you're doing out there. If you love your mother and your father, you're bringing that home. Right. When they come looking for you. When they come looking for you. Come on. There was an incident uh, that happened right behind my mother-in-law's house. Mm. The lady, she family member stayed with her. He wasn't home. I ain't knew where he stayed at. They shot up her house. He was there. By the grace of God, she did not get shot. They shot up her house, her car. Bullets flying, woke up, the bullets flying past the head. What? So when you're in the street, they'll find you and they want you. The street, the street comes on with you. Yes. And so for all of the young people who are out there who are, uh, you know, living it, you know, living this life, so to speak, uh, you, if you love your parents, if you love your siblings, you know, then this is not the trouble you want to bring home to your family. Uh, I got a couple of people that got some questions. That uh, if you take the mic right here, you can just ask the question. Then officer will see if he can answer your question. Come on, one at a time, just real quick. Go ahead, Kendall. I just wanted to ask about guns in the street. I was asking is it currently to kind of slow. Good question. Um... Georgia has some kind of questionable gun laws. Um, it's not difficult to get a gun. Could be. If I was to see someone weapon, I can't say anything to anybody. You have an M4 strapped to your back. I can't say anything. It's your right to carry. It's your right to carry. Could I stop you and have a random conversation? Ask you what kind of weapon it is? Yeah, I can't ask you if it's registered. I can't ask you if it's yours. You're free to have it. You're free to have as many weapons possibly that is yours. You could have it strapped to your forehead. That's your right. As long as it is not in your hand, I can't say anything. So what we have to do as citizens is bring these issues to council has to be voted on, get enough people to vote and say, hey, we want stricter gun laws in our state. We don't want people of a certain age to have guns. We don't want certain people of a certain mental state to have guns. So make it a more strenuous process. I shouldn't be able to go to the store today and buy a gun. I sh- it should be a time frame. Right. It should be a process. Is there an age limit uh, as to being able to carry a weapon? To carry? Yes. With parent permission? No. 
goodness. You can have kids out here with permission to go hunt. You know, but you have to be excuse me, 18, 21 to purchase. But at any age, you can carry it. So a 16-year-old can walk down the street with a weapon strapped on as long as it's not concealed. Oh, my you goodness. Buying a weapon and carrying a weapon is two different things. It's, it's just like a, a, a minor can't go and buy a pack of cigarettes. Nobody said they can't smoke it. Right. Can't go buy alcohol. Nobody said you can't drink it. So uh, it's different between buying and actually possessing it. Doesn't matter how old you are, because you have your amendments. You have enlightened me. I, I did not know that. I have the right to carry this weapon. Wow. I may I may not be able to buy it. But I can carry it all day long. Especially my parents say I can. Is there another question? Just real quick, because our time is rolling, but I want to get as many questions up. Uh, I was just wondering um, what. Uh, that are uh, as teachers to carry weapons as well. Hire more security guards or officers protect, protect the school. Case of like, um, that's been brought up a lot. And teachers carrying weapons is a very bad idea. If there was a school shooting, or anybody with a gun that's not me or you know, that. Um, I'm not looking at, oh, that's Mr. Such-and-Such. I see a gun pointed in a direction where it shouldn't be pointed at. Um, you're talking, and then, even if there was some kind of training we need all the teachers not to go, there's so many teachers. A teacher could have a bad day, pull that gun out, and either commit suicide in front of their class, or oh, take little Johnny that's getting on her nerve out. Take little Johnny out. You know, I can't be held accountable for a hundred guns in the school. If something was to break out in a school, school shouldn't happen. Trust me enough that I'm going to get the job done. I can't speak for every officer. I, I know my capability. With teachers mm-hmm. and all these other people. Mm-hmm. So Plus, you don't know who the assailant, who the person is that who, you're going right. for. If everybody got everybody a weapon, everybody got a weapon. Everybody got to get it. I'm sorry. Oh, you said everybody <laughs> got to get it because I don't know who it is. Right. All I know is shots are ringing out. Right. And so, as my job as as the officer, I gotta go to where the shots are. I gotta follow the screams. And if everybody's in the point in the gun, right. And especially if the teacher is the active shooter. And the teacher could be the one. Could be the one. a bad day. Right. Active shooters, that's not discriminate. It could be a student. It could be a teacher. It could be anybody's staff. It could be a parent off the street. Somebody snuck. We have kids, don't think, they will let somebody into a door. They're not supposed to let them in. We could have had an irate parent from the previous day or that day. Mm-hmm. Come back up to the school. We've had parents, their child getting in trouble, their child's acting up, and parent comes to the school acting worse than them. Oh, I know, I know. So it could be a parent that's up there. So everybody has a weapon. It's it's not a good idea. Give me a a summary of 
just a general summary of what we could do to basically, like in a, in a two-minute spill, safeguard ourselves during this time. Parents got to start back being. Got to take our kids back from the We have too many. It's got to a point where it's just go and do what you want to do. Not monitoring the activity. It shouldn't even be as far as I'm concerned. But that's where everything happens at. We have so many different social media accounts, different apps. They're all over the place. Right. And all this stuff starts there and it and it blows up. So parents gotta start back their kids. I know when we always felt like our parents were on our backs, so there was a reason behind right. it. It kept a lot of us out of trouble. Right. And it starts parent. Start back checking phones, checking their social media, them off of social media. Start back questioning who are these people that you other kids who right. are they? Right. Parents gotta find out those other kids' names, where they stay at, who they like who they who are they folks? Who they peoples. Who are they? Mm-hmm. And so if parents go back to doing things old school way and start weeding this stuff out, then maybe there'll be a drop off. Right. And if I know that, oh, I hang out with Sutton and say, Oh, I know he wrong with these people. Right. Oh no, you can't go. Right. And if more parents start telling their kids they can't go. Right. And I believe drop off. Right. Right. Well, uh, I, I think I got my signal uh, time, but I want to say thank you for coming and answering our questions, giving us a little bit of insight, reminding us of what we already know uh, a little bit here. Uh, but at the end of the day, to go back to what you said, go back being responsible parents and uh, checking out children. Do like I used to do. Do checkpoints. You say you're going to be there when I get there in the middle of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you're supposed to be doing what you said you was going to do. Checkpointing. Being uh, familiar with who your children are hanging around with. Uh, being neighbors. Knowing the kids in your neighborhood, uh, I think, is another good thing. So thank you, for sir, for coming on and being a part of the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, I just want to say to everybody, the best thing we can do outside of these things here is pray. Pray. We need the Lord help, his mercy and his grace. So until next week, I just want to say thank you and be safe. <laughs>